Welcome back to a brand new episode here on How to Ruin a Good Walk. This is Season 3, Episode 4. So, in today's pod, we're talking PJ Tour, European Tour, bust up, good, good falling out. It's like a series of Coronation Street. It is, mate. Um, And then there are some brand new irons that have been leaked. Also, don't forget, Josh, we promised everybody that we would go over the traditions. We did. We did. Which I think is going to be a good talking point, actually. Mm. Because I think some of them will divide opinion. Brawling Um, on the pod. (laughs) Well, there's been plenty of beef this week. Might as well have some on here. Indeed. (laughs) I mean, so let's start PJ Tour. I think for the first... Oh, no. Sorry, Josh. Wow. I'm really sorry. So, last week we said we would update you because Josh's golf got moved. It did. It did. Go on, mate. I'll let you take it away. Well, obviously, in the UK... Um, the weather's been absolutely atrocious. So I had two rounds of golf moved um, and eventually managed to get to play last Tuesday. Um, it was a scramble event. So that's where you all tee off, got to choose four drives from each of you. Yes. And then um, you all play your ball from there. Yes, correct. And then you're playing all ports. So you get basically four goes at every shot after the, well, four goes off the tee as well, but you've got to take it's drives. Basically, good, person. good style golf. Yeah, and it's really fun actually. It's a real if you if you only play stroke play, it's a really good format to play. Like I don't know about it, that. It's you, well, you're hitting the same amount of shots. It's a bit of a laugh. Like, okay, it's yeah, good actually, to play no, with your mates. I never thought about you actually play the same amount of shots. Of course you do. That's a good. Yeah, it's not like it's not like everyone hits because even if someone hits it to an inch, mm. you might get it in. So it's still worth hitting. Do you know what mm, I mean? Mm, like it's mm, it's mm. it's a really good format and it's a good laugh. Mm. Um, so we we the team that I had was quite a good team. We had um, a combined handicap of twelve. So good team that. Yeah. Um, so is it is it like half combined? So it basically creates an average of of all. Over all. So there was me on ten, a guy on just over ten, then some higher handicappers, which then bunch up that's probably a good way to do it really like two like lower handicappers and then a few high ones just to bump up the old average yeah exactly and um i mean i think at that course anyway i think our i think i I get at least two shots i think more yeah so playing after i think i do get 12 anyway Mm -hmm. or maybe one but anyway get to the bloody point all right we won with a score of 18 under par second place was Oh god! Oh, we've done now it. you're asking me. Um, Put it this way: all you need to know is that is, Josh got a W, and you didn't just get a W. You used six of your drives. Six of my drives, yeah, yeah. And to be honest, I don't want to blow my own trumpet. Do it, do it, do it. I'm, I'm, and there's enough times in this pod where I ripped into you about your game, so you may as well blow your own trumpet. Here. I played pure, good lad, like really pure. Like I think, I think a good gauge of my game, and you'll agree with this, is how well I hit driver. I think that's the only gauge you game. The rest of your game is very solid. Yeah. Good iron player. Putting. Mm. Like uh, irons were a joke, not going to lie. But, but generally, irons are okay, chipping's okay, putting can be a bit suspect. But if you drive it's the ball... It's been better, though. Yeah, better. better. But if you drive the ball well, you'll score well. Yeah, and I think, of obviously, you hit, I hit off every tee. Well, it just shows you've used six of yours and four of everybody else's, yeah. so not being funny... You probably could have used more than six as well, but to stick to the rules of the game, unlike Patrick Reed, um, you you, <laughs> you you chose six. Yeah. yeah By the way, exactly. I can't wait to get into that. Oh, I'm cheating, so cheating! Oh my god, it's rat rallying me up already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all in all, great round and a bit of a playing again Friday. Yeah. Well, congratulations away Friday, Friday mate. 
No, uh, sale Friday. Sale? I was May last Tuesday, sale Friday. Sale. So if you, well, I'll just give you a bit of background to um, where Josh plays. So you got Josh is a member at Northenden, but you got like Northenden, Sale, Withington. They're all like very similar golf courses. Parkland, yes. very tree lined. Um, so I'm expecting the W, mate. Yeah. The only difference with Sale compared to Northenden is at Sale it's don't go left. At uh, Northern, it's don't, don't go, go right. right. There you go. Basically, the River Mersey is on either side. Correct. Okay, so let's go PGA Tour, Josh. I think for the first time in a very long time, the PGA Tour was a bit average. You've literally just taken the words out of my mouth. Yeah. I was going to say, for the first time in a very long time, we're going to focus mainly on the DP World I know, Tour. and I'm very, very surprised at this because we've spent probably two seasons on this podcast going... God, yeah, European Tour winner this week was... Okay, moving on. Yeah. Um, now it's the PJ Tour. But, so, first things first, before we actually dive into these two topics, is it better with a bit of juicy beef? Come on. Oh, <laughs> of course it is. Like, I think any sport gets better when there's rivalry, doesn't it? And I think... That's what's been missing. Yeah. I mean, so just for example, like when I remember watching golf, you'd had Tiger and VJ clearly hated each other. Tiger and Phil pretty much hate each other so you like had this little bit of something where those two were playing together they were not gonna not only needle but do you know what i mean the, there was a bit of grittiness there was a Tense. bit of, yeah yeah exactly there was a bit of atmosphere um so and i think we are going to get onto that and get onto the atmosphere of the the dp world tour because it started from the practice days never mind yeah. the actual event so everything we need to know here josh go on pga, PGA tour. tour winner max homer he won with a score of 30 under par to claim his sixth tour title. Six, sneaky. Now, nice. interestingly, six years ago he lost his card, which is mad, after missing 15 of 17 cuts that year. And then some turnaround. He's now had five wins in his last 45 starts. That's an unreal turnaround. I also yeah. saw another fact on this, um, just on, on, on Instagram, that 2018 he was playing Corn Free Tour. And he birded his last four holes just to keep his playing rights. Yeah. Now, <laughs> he's then yeah. obviously got his PJ Tour card back and, like you said, won yeah. five times, six times in 45 starts. Yeah. I think total he's had 156 starts. In his first 88 starts, he got one win. His averages look really good now, by the way. Mate, because his last 45 rounds mate. are unbelievable. And he's a he's a good player. Like, I think he'll be a really good shout for Radical this year. Mm. Um, I think that... I think he's American. It's not he's Canadian, American. is he? No, he's from California. He's American. Um, now, interestingly, he's now up to 13th in the world, so he's going to be pushing for a oh, automatic he's spot. Got, he's, well, if you look at the people who are in the top of the world there, American-wise, he's probably like third or fourth pick right now. Potentially, yeah, because obviously you've got the likes of Morikawa, Cantley, um who else is up there now? now Thomas, Spieth. He's going to be in there. He's yeah. going to be in there, isn't he? Um, and like, what an unbelievable year he's had. So, fair dues to Max Homer. Next point, John Rahm could have claimed number one spot. So, this is mad. He won back-to-back and, yeah. he, and he couldn't. But if he finished, what, this week? He could have? I think he had to win. He had to win this week, okay. So, if he won and Rory won, he would still go to number one. As in... John Ram would still go to number one. Yeah, yeah. So if they'd have both won, it'd, it, John Ram would have still gone to number mm. one, uh, regardless of Rory winning, just from a points basics, which is mad in my opinion. But um, the he had a terrible last day. He fell away with a final round of plus two, which is his worst round in like. Can I say some mad minute, stat last week? What is it? Sixteen rounds or something, which is mad. Um, so he ended up tied seventh at eight under par. Which, by the way. 
it's still a min, oh. min week. Like, if, if you had just got your PJ Tour card and you finished seventh, you'd be absolutely buzzing. 100%. And I saw a stat before, which is really, really interesting, on, on Rory and, and Ram. So, in the last eight official worldwide starts, they've had four wins each. <laughs> Top tens have had eight each. Their average finish is both 3.1. And their scoring average, John Rahm, 67.3, Roy McIlroy, 67.5. That's me. <laughs> I'm not being funny. From a Ryder Cup perspective, these two are just, if they, they've got to carry on this form, but they could drag other players along with them. Yes, in, in Ryder Cup, you are relying on the team. Yeah. But if you've got those two leading the way, you've got the likes of Hovland there, Till Hatton, if he hits Pearl Patch, Shane Lowry. Like, Mate, you got them too. It definitely creates a buzz around the European. Of course it does. Of course it, it does. It's, um, it's unreal. And obviously it's going to be interesting to see what happens regarding Liv and the Ryder Cup, so we will see. But not not his week, which is mad, considering he's, he finished tie 7th, but not his week by his standards. Um, let's quickly talk to our tourist. Oh, putting. mate. I mean, if you've got any squirmish oh, oh, <laughs> things about your putting and you ever struggle with the Y word, yes, the yips, you don't want to listen to this. So I witnessed something. I've seen, we've, we've all seen this for a while now. No, I've not seen yips this bad. Oh, my God. But, I can't believe I'm saying this. Since, Josh, let's see if you can guess since, since who? Ernie Els. Yeah. I'm so good at well this. Done. No. Like, <laughs> I remember watching him and doing like five or six putts around the hole. And it's got to the point now where I think on short putts, Will Zalatoris' putter moves closer towards his toes than it does back from the golf ball. So, I mean, we we spoke about this. I want to say it was US Open last yeah, year. Yeah, mate, same then, same then. And he was like, his putter seems all over the place. And obviously, the guy's had unbelievable finishes like since he started Imagine playing on Imagine he didn't tour. have the yips because he clearly has them. Like, clearly has them. I mean, I, I don't know. Because he does make a lot of putts, though. Just those short ones. I think, I think honestly, he'd rather have a 10-footer than a 2-footer. Yeah, it's the old knee-knockers yeah, that do it. Those Dennis Wise. <laughs> um, but it's, at least it's something we can all relate to <laughs> as, as amateur golfers. I, currently, up to this point, I've not had the yips. Touch wood. <laughs> Me neither. A, if there's a knocking noise on the, on the podcast right now, because we're both just touching our heads, um, don't ever want to get the yips. Okay, come on, then. Let's have it. Right. Sit back, relax, strap yourselves in. We're going for I'm, DP World Tour. Here. I'm excited to talk about this because Hero Dubai Desert Classic. Roy McElroy. Ready for this? I wrote this and I felt really, really pleased myself. Roy McElroy fends off Liv Billboard to win the first start to win in his first start of the year with eighteen under claiming top spot and one point five three million. Woo! Dad, did you watch it this morning? No. No, but okay, well, I did. So I can give you the full lowdown here. So I, I did I did watch a little bit of it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Um, no, so, I apologise to Dave. <laughs> okay, so I'll give you a bit of the lowdown because I actually was editing well. this morning and I was watching it. It was actually very, very gripping. Yes. Um, so if I give you an overall thing here, we'll talk all things away from the course in a second. Um, actually, on the course as well, cheating. Um but let's just talk about final round. So final round today, if I said Patrick Reed looked very much in control he did. of the whole he did. Of, of, of the score and what he was doing, Rory was what I'd call a gutsy performance. Wasn't quite on his A game. He parred his way out, didn't he? Yeah. He parred his whole way out. But but managed to sort of scrap it round. Yes. So 
we come to the 16th hole. Yes. Reed Bogey 16. Yes. Reed Bogey 17. Yes. Rory Birdied 17. Yes. Now, Rory is in the group behind. So. That put them on the same score, didn't it? Put them on the same score. Yeah. No, no, sorry. That put Rory one ahead going down the last. Don't no. look at me blankly. 100%. No, it didn't. Yeah, mate. I watched Rory it. Rory uh, birdied the last. Yes, to win by one, but Reed birdied the last. Oh, go on. Look at him here. Ruining the story. Go on. Um, so, Reed was the group ahead, finds the fairway, and then. It's a par five. So he has a rescue in. Here's a mint shot, to be fair. Yep. It's like all over the flag and maybe just a club too long. But when there's water, much water at the front, you are going to go long. So we had, I'm going to say, 65, 70 foot for an eagle. Hit it down to about two or three feet. Birdied it. So he's now forced Rory's hand because they are now tied. Yes. Both on 18 under. So at this point, Rory hits off the tee shot. I remember saying, listening to his interview. He was like, yeah, I just sort of cozied that one down there. And he said he absolutely nutted it. Now, where this ball finished was literally nearly in the water. Yes. Uh, on, the line. on the line. On the red line. Yeah. So, yeah. in the previous round one, round two, and round three, I think he'd had penalty shots on that hole. Right, because he's gone too far. Yeah. So, he's then laid up. Yeah. Wedged it on to about 25 feet, I'm going to say. Gets longer every time people ask me. Uh, <laughs> but what did help him, I would say this, Callum Shinkwin had a similar putt and a similar line. He did. And you can see Rory straight in on it. Yeah. And I still thought at this point, downhill, left to right, he's probably not going to hold it. And the putt did look, he did look like he'd left it high, didn't he? The Mate, hole. He left it high, left it short as well. Yeah. And it just sort of just went. Uh, uh, Trickled in, didn't it? And then he went mad. Oh, uh, and it, like, do you know what? We've had our discussions around Patrick Reed on this podcast previously. We even had a TikTok about Patrick Reed that went viral. Um, but there's no other golfer that when he hits it in the proverbial, you question. I celebrate. Oh right, okay. And your question? Like I think is it is it seventeen? The sort of the drivable path yeah. four. So I can and say he hit what? it in the hit it in the. Oh, yeah, today, yeah. I was like giving it the fist bump. Yes. <laughs> Did you see Rory's interview afterwards? Um, I didn't. So Rory gave it, um, I don't know, uh, he gave it along the lines of the words, basically, this one means a lot more than it should. As in like, like justice is oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like that. So he's, he's so, uh, Intimate, yeah. was interviewing him and he's there not even looking into He's like, this one meant more. <laughs> Lay down the camera. Go on, son. Um, I have to say, I was definitely rooting for Rory. Yeah, 100%. Like, he's been phenomenal the last 6 12 months. And like we said, him and John Rahm can drag drag Europe through this Ryder Cup. I, I really do believe that. If he carries on this form, he can... An eight ball's around can, the corner for uh, the boy. He can win it. Exactly, he can win the lot. And I think something that I, I see in a clip um, from Sky Sports, and what's the lady called that they interview? Famous... Um, she does the punditry, Lady Golfer. Oh, Laura Davis. Yeah, at Blonde Hair. Yeah. Yeah. She was saying that, like, if he has, if he wins two majors this year, that would be a good year. If he wins more than two, it would be an exceptional year. I mean, I think like, two majors is an exceptional year. I well, think I think she's really playing that down. Well, I think what she's saying, what her point was. How was, good he is right now. That's how good he is. Like, okay, fair enough. You look at Rory's last year. Last year, he didn't win a major. And it seems to be that everyone judges him on how many majors he win. But actually, if you look at his, his year... It was phenomenal. Like, FedEx Cup, the way he played, he was up there in every major. Okay, he didn't win one, but it wasn't a bad year. He was knocking the door, wasn't he? But he's that good that people, if he doesn't win a major, say he's had a bad year. 
Mm. He's absolutely unbelievable. Um, and we'll, we'll go on now and talk about the controversy of the weekend because there was a lot of it. Can we start? We'll start pre-weekend. So yeah, yeah. We put this podcast up on a Wednesday, and this happened on the Wednesday. This yeah, podcast did, got up, yeah. but obviously we film it prior to that. So on on the range on a Wednesday, it tends to be at most events either a pro am or last minute practice. So yeah. you tend to have a lot of the guys there doing a lot of their prep. Yeah. Now Rory was on the range, what looks to be like minding his own business with his caddy, and I don't know if it was his coach or. It seems to be down one end. Down one in the range. Now. I 100% think he's put, he sat down, put his head down, or not sat down, knelt down, got out of the way, just so we didn't have to make eye contact with the guy. So, so, do, seen him, do, you think he's seen him coming? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like, I've seen him come on the range, okay, he might come over, I'm going to make sure that he doesn't come over, I'm going to give him the freaking vibe that I am doing something. Not interested, yeah. yeah. So anyway. Overwalks Patrick Reed. Yeah. Now it's... He's, Dressed as a billboard. That, and that's that. what I'm saying by that is, he had live on his... On his collar, both, he had, no, not one collar, both collars. He had li- the live emblem on his sleeve. He had his, the live emblem on the back of his shirt at the top. He had a live golf hat on, which is which I think is a whole other conversation. But I don't think he does anything good for the live at all. I think he gives it a bad name personally, especially with what we're going to go into yeah, next. Yeah, like I, I definitely think. I mean, obviously people see it more, but I, I think any publicity is good publicity. People might say, but I think with what they're trying to change, the perception of it, I don't think that sits really right. No. So anyway, he walks over, shakes actually Rory's caddy's hand. Yep. Um, and then... Goes to shake Rory's... He puts his hand down, yeah. doesn't he, to shake Rory's And Rory hand. just blanks him. <sighs> Full on blanks him. <sighs> so then uh, we don't know what the exchange of words were. We never will know. He walks away and throws a tea. Now, for one minute, I've seen the interviews of Rory giving it. Didn't see a tea. Rubbish, mate. Of course you did. You definitely saw the tea. Do you know what I mean? Funny it? if you picked it up and lobbed it straight back at him. Yeah, and have that. So there is um, a quote from from Patrick Reed. He said, "Since my teas are team aces, live teas. I flicked him one. It was kind of a funny shot back, but it's one of those things. If you're gonna act like an immature little child, then you might as well be treated like one. Yeah. That was Patrick Reed's statement. Well, exactly. Um, and then uh, um, Rory." Equally said in a press conference, if roles were reversed and I'd thrown a tea at him, I'd be expecting a lawsuit. <laughs> Which it's I think true. isn't. You will. So the whole reason why there is a little bit of beef there, there's two reasons really. One, live golf. Yeah. It's all associated with live golf really. Yeah. And um, two, on Christmas Eve, Roy was sent a subpoena by his lawyer because uh, Rory had been asked to give evidence um, on his defamation case against yes. the PGA Tour. Yeah. So he's basically being dragged into it. Yeah. Which, obviously Rory's on Christmas Eve, not going to take kindly. You're not going to take kindly to, to it anyway, time. because obviously Rory's a player, isn't he? He's not the tour, but he okay. He's a voice for the tour, um, but to get it on Christmas Eve is just obviously a bit of a. The word I'd use is shitalsery. Bit of a shitty move, yeah. Yeah. Um, but th- not as much as this. Well. God. Okay, so was this round three? I think it was round. Now all three, I'm going to yeah. say, if Patrick Reed won, there should have been. Well, I'm not being. There should be an investigation anyway. And I know the rule was changed maybe five or six years ago that TV can't get involved with anything that's happened in the game. And obviously, once you sign your scorecard, that's it. But, well, for starters on that, that's wrong because we've got technology. It's like VAR. Use it. Yeah, like, I use agree. It, use it. Yeah, but I'm saying that's they changed the rule yeah. so it didn't affect it because people are calling up going, oh, they put a marker down well, in a different yeah. spot. So. But yes, I think the rules officials should have access to it to help. You might speed up play for one. one oh, 100%. Yeah, hit that tree. Okay, mate. Okay, so let's set the scene here. I've, I've watched this video and it's actually, it's actually comical. Now, one thing I would say is 
the rules official's put in a very awkward position because he's not seen where the ball's gone. Now, when you're rules official, we'll go dive into this story now. When you're rules official, you are basing your decisions on the integrity of the player that's in question. Yes. So if he's saying he's seen his ball and can see his ball with the identification of the markings, then you've got to take it as gospel. This mm. game's built on trust and honesty. So, yep. essentially, the 17th hole this week in Dubai is a reachable par 4, and most players are going for it. Now, from the tee, due to the large pine trees, like the green area is sort of blind. It's not up a hill and over a hill, but it's sort of a, a blind shot, yeah. to say the least. So, most players have gone for it. Reed's, and it's a narrow green as well, yeah, isn't it? Reed's gone for this. And it's hit one of the palm trees. Now, he's wandered down there. One of the marshals has gone, oh, yeah, mate, it hit, it's hit this tree. So he doesn't know what tree it's going to hit. But this is where the story gets a little bit further. He borrows somebody's binoculars. Are we, are the, Guy's got, the, the rules official has got, got some, some binoculars. binoculars. Yeah. And then Patrick Reed goes, yeah, 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 that's my ball there, mate. 100% certain. Yeah, well, he's he interviewed said. afterwards, wasn't he? And he yeah. said, oh, if I wasn't 100% certain, I wouldn't have said it was mine. I wouldn't have taken a drop. But this will get juicy, Josh, isn't it? Yeah, because it wasn't his ball. Because after the round, Sky Sports, Nick Doherty and Lord Avis yep. were going through the footage and identified that it didn't even he wasn't even in the tree that he said it was in. So he's outright cheated. Now I don't get why he's not reprimanded for that, because if he'd gone on and won, that would be and honestly the worst thing to ever happen to golf ever, ever, ever. Like this guy is a serial cheater. Serial cheater gets away yeah. with it and people seem to forget it. And obviously, he's got this this case going on about defamation character. Defamation, he defamation his own character. He's not helping himself, is no. it? That's the thing. Just say, oh, it's not my ball. I can't see it. I'll go back yeah. because clearly it's not your ball. And what what's the rule there? So if if your ball's in the tree, do I, you get a free? No, drop? No, no, it's or? not a free drop. No, I'm not I'm no rules official. But I think if you can identify it's your ball up the tree and let's because it's basically suspended midair yeah. now obviously it's an immovable obstruction yeah. so i think because it's an immovable obstruction it's a one-shot penalty drop directly below right if it's stuck in someone's bag let's say and it's then still suspended midair it's obviously a free drop because yeah. it's because right, okay. she is a or she or he is a movable obstruction right okay but because it's a movable obstruction and part of the course it's a one shot penalty there, but so it you means, get a club length. So basically, it gives him so space to get away down. from the yeah. tree. So he's then playing three next to the green, get up and down for a part, yeah. rather than to play three from the tee. Yeah. Oh, honestly, God. that honestly is the worst thing I have ever seen. That's worse than his sand incident. That's honestly way worse. But there's there was the sand. There was the plugged lie. There was the, the ball bounced. Yeah. Like Mate. and then and we're saying to the marshal or whoever's there. You didn't see it bouncing, you didn't see it bouncing, you didn't see it bouncing. It's like... Mate, that guy, honestly... Where, again, the TV shows the ball hit the ground and pop up again. But there's... Can't be pulled. How can, he keep getting, how can you get away with that one? It's quite clearly well, not his golf ball. No. Why is he not being investigated? That's what I don't get. It makes the DP tour, DP tour look weak. Well, and this is the thing, I think... Weak AF. That's I, what it looks. I think it's... I know it's a difficult position to be in, but that yeah. makes him look weak. It does, it does. And I think... It, it basically says, if you're a big player... You get away with anything you want. Yeah, and it's not helping. It's not. It doesn't help people's opinion of him. It doesn't help the tour because Mate, people are some, seeing it and being like, "I put something on Twitter." What is going on here? And Twitter hates him. Well, yeah, like. Now I know you shouldn't. I shouldn't hate him off the golf course, but it just seems like a nasty guy in general. It's. The, it seems to be the attitude of well, I'm sort of get away with it kind of thing. Like you can't. You're not gonna get away with that. Fuck. 
honestly, that's really it. it when I saw that happen and went sort of read read the whole piece, I'm like, how can that guy get away with it? How now? Don't get me wrong, there's been times where we spoke about this before and where they're getting referees involved and where players lead the conversation, don't they? So well, there's a there's quite a famous clip of Phil Mickelson doing it where he's sort of saying, well, I can't drop it here because it rolls down to here and this, so I'm going to have to drop it this side of the path and then I can't drop it that close because my feet are then on the path. And yet, they're then using the rules to their advantage. Mm. But if you're saying that that is 100% my ball and not. it isn't, and there's evidence, okay, they're not using the TV. Something has to change because you can't allow him, people, players to continue to get away from yeah. it. I understand not having having spectators calling up saying he did this, he did that. But similar to like a VAR, in a situation like that, use the camera. Have a monitor, yeah. see where Especially the ball the fact hits. That the, problem with it, the only problem that is with it, it wouldn't be for every group because not every group's on TV. So that's why they wouldn't do it. Because it's it, you, you, the only reason you're seeing that is because he's um, he is who he is he, he is who he is and he's yeah. being televised. Now the argument to this is, how often has he done it? He's only been caught four times. Well, but that's because it's TV. He's at it every flipping week. This lad, I'm telling you, it's um, it's not. I don't think it's put him in a good light. I, the whole weekend, I don't think it's put um, live golf in a good light. Having well, having ball, live like plastered all over him. Because um, with that, I think that's a bit like S Housery again. Because it's almost S. like Housery. I didn't want to say shit. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit like a middle finger, two fingers up at, at the DP World Tour, where someone who has been a big advocate for Live, um, Ian Poulter, mm. didn't have a, a thing on him. Yeah, not one bit of Live on him. Mm. And I think that's right. I think you want to play on this tour. Don't come and there's all this going on. Don't come wearing all that. Like yeah, but he's doing it. He's doing it like he's doing an aces tea. Well, he's yeah, he's doing it as he's the one being child, a little petulant child. Yeah. Um, speaking of, I think there'll be more on that on that cheating. I think there'll be more on that. So watch this space. We'll keep you up to date um, on everything going on with this. But also, guys, if you are enjoying the pod, do subscribe here every single Wednesday and uh, make sure you pass the pod on to somebody else. Share it on Twitter, Instagram, wherever it is. We're here every single week bringing you everything you need to know gossip-wise and discussing all the major talking points. Yes. Now, quickly before we move on, there wasn't too much shown of this, but very interestingly, Luke Donald and Henrik Stenson were actually paired together at one point with Tilhan. Funny. Um, so, obviously, a little bit of controversy there. Former captain who was sacked, new captain who took his place. Mate, you see what Tilhan did? The 50-foot putt that he didn't want to make. Yeah, for yeah. three grand, three grand. He booked a flight home on the Saturday. <laughs> obviously, it's a Monday finish, so the Saturday was a cut day. Yeah, He's booked a flight home, and then he's gone, oh, he made the putt, didn't he? The putt. <laughs> but I'm not feeling sorry for him. He finished like 38th, so he's definitely making more than oh, three yeah, grand. Yeah, of course he is. But um, funny that you, you think no one ever wants to make, like, well, you very rarely make a 50-foot putt, and to not want to make it and make it is even worse. But, well, something in that. Well, yeah. Um, but interestingly, it's going to be interesting to see if Stenson plays more DP World Tour events as many as he can because he wants to get on that, that team. So watch this space with that. But I've, I mean, it's a shame they weren't higher up, really, and you didn't get to see more of it. Um, in the blue corner. I can imagine it wasn't very, they were very chatty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Representing exactly. the Ryder Cup Team Europe, Luke Donald. <laughs> Right, let's move on quickly to 
a bit more beef that's knocking around golf. Tell you what, honestly, I've never known so much controversy in golf than right now. Everything, everything. And I like it because loads more people are talking about golf. But where's the gentleman side of the game gone, guys? Come on. All right, traditionalist. Who's having it next? <laughs> we, we've, we've spoken a few times about good, good golf and um, how things have changed and how they're changing the game of golf. Well, controversy was sparked this week as... Uh, well, it was actually the back end of last week. Um, as two of them that have recently left, so Michael Morris and Grant Horvat, have recently left good, good. Um, and it was all a bit like hush, hush, like what had happened and what had gone on. Good, good it announced their deal with Callaway. Mm. All the new gear, they did all the videos and all that. Next thing we know, Michael Morris and Grant Horvat announced their deal with TaylorMade. Now, I think that's a really big move for TaylorMade. I, th- I think it's a smart move. But I'm very surprised about Grant because he did a lot of videos with Garrick, like off Good Good Channel. He was like sort of Garrett's wingman he on was. Garrett's channel. Yeah, he was. Um, obviously, they both had a Mizuno deal. Um, so they, they, they've joined TaylorMade and... Taylor made put out of, out uh, an Instagram that said it was like a picture of them both hitting or a video oh, of them both hitting. Be great, be good. And no, it was when good becomes great. great. And now <laughs> it's obviously good marketing. It's like get, obviously got us talking about it, but it seems a bit of a jab, doesn't it? It's a big they, jab. Can they know they do, don't they? I mean, surely they have to confirm. But I think they've done it to cause a buzz. They're not bothered if they. If, if the good good members of like Bobby, for example, talks bad about it, they don't care. More people are seeing that they're using TaylorMade. Well, Callaway. Callaway, exactly. And Bobby obviously bit back, didn't he? And he said, um, I came up with a lot of play, a lot of play on words, but I'm a bite my tongue. Heard y'all, very American, are struggling anyways. Maybe a new marketing team is a good place to start. Just throwing ideas out there. Mind your business and we'll mind ours. Much love. <laughs> Frosty. <laughs> It's shame it's got frosty. It's it always is. going to, when they're so successful so quick and there's a lot of money involved. It's a shame that they split. I mean, Good Good is still, like, the, the content's still amazing with, because of Luke Quan came in, but there's now less of it. Mate, I think you're going to have different guys every year, different season. You have Good Good Season 1, Good Good Season 2, and it's going to be different people each time to keep it fresh, keep it new. But I, I think the, I think Garrett, um, Stephen, Bubby and Luke Quan will stay. Mm. I just think what they seem to be doing, obviously they did the Ricky Fowler video, which by the way was mega. Like mega, They're mega. getting access to some amazing guys. Aren't yeah. They? Oh my lord. They've been doing stuff with Bob Does Sports. Um, but so is Micah. Yeah, they have, yeah, yeah. Um, so if, if they want to come and do stuff with How to Unug Walk. Walk or Hit Back Nine Films or Alex Elliott Golf, we're, we're here. Like, I'll tell you what, <laughs> if they gave us the invite, we'd be out, we'd go to a flight to America tomorrow. <laughs> Honestly. Tonight. <laughs> if they said, oh, yeah, if you fly to Florida, we'll, we'll film four or five videos with you, I'd be out tomorrow. 100%. So if anybody can make that happen, we will be there. Like, that's yes. not just me saying it. We will be there. Yes. Um, but, yeah, obviously, it's, I personally think it's good for the game of golf. People are talking about it, um, but it is a bit of a shame. It's got to that. I, I agree. Right. Let's talk golfing traditions. Okay, hit me with them. I want you to pitch them to me, and I'm going to say yay or nay. So, basically, keep... Or get rid. Yeah. So I think that's how we do this. That's because, fine. Um, I think that's all it needs. Now I just need to find the post. Bear with me. I did have this all prepared. Here we go. So. We need a little bit of background music then, like hold music. And we're back. Hello there. Welcome to uh, How's Doing a Good Walk Season 4. As in three. Shit. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on, Josh, hit me. So golf has picked up some questionable customs over the years. Mm-hmm. Here are a few. Paying for everyone's drink when you get a hole in one. Yeah. Now, I say yeah because you play lacrosse. You score six goals, mate. You've got to buy a jug. So, yeah. Yeah, but paying for everyone in the clubhouse's drink is different to paying for yeah, your four-ball drink. But what you do is, if you're first out... Oh, no one's it. Bye. Good. Good gone. Yeah, no, but as long as you're first you put, out. No, tradition is you put a bottle of whiskey behind the bar. That's what people do. Yeah. So it basically costs you about 50, 70 quid. I mean, I get... I, I would say if, if I got one in my four-ball, yeah, I'd get you all a drink kind of thing. But if I'm walking into a clubhouse and there's 40, 50 guys in there... No thanks. I'm <laughs> not going in. I don't know what you're about. I'm not going to put that card in. Um, next, yeah, I keep. You keep it. Yeah. Everyone in the group playing the same tees. Yeah, I think so. Do you? Yeah. So say more sociable. I mean, is I it? think you should have tees based on your ability, not your gender. Exactly. Yeah. So, say for example, here's. Yeah, but here's... I'm guessing that's aimed at men and women. No, because if men play, if you play with them, they they play off different tees. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it shouldn't be based on tees, it should be based on ability. Well, yeah, exactly, but, I mean, if you were playing with Nelly Corder, you're probably going to play off the same tee, aren't you? Because she's a pro golfer, and she, but yeah, what yeah, I'm but, saying is, but, but if if you're playing, yeah, and you want to really test yourself so you play off the, the tips, I'm playing, and okay, a couple of tips, I wouldn't but, do that. I would never do that. I'd always play other what people want, the majority. I think it's nice. You want to be on the same team. You want to have a conversation. You'll be chatting with a banner. I want to watch you close up, chop it off the first. <laughs> Cheers, mate. So you're keeping that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But but with, with, with sort of stipulations. With stipulations. So yeah. depending on... So then would you say you play off the tee that suits the person with the lowest ability? Yeah. I think that's the best thing, yeah. There you go, then. If you're a sociable game, yeah. If it's yeah. a handicap game, then no, you play on your tee. But for a sociable game, yeah, 100%. Waiting for whoever is away or has the honours to play. No, just whenever you're ready to ready go. Golf. Ready golf. Ready golf, 100%. Yeah, I think as long as you're communicating. As long as, as, long as we don't say, that, oh my God, yesterday on the 17th, we saw the most, oh my God, if this person really got killed. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so three guys walking ahead and some guys firing it over the reds. Yeah. Now that's not the version of ready golf that's good. No, it's not. It's not. Um, I agree. I think ready golf is the right way to go. Speed up play um, and... It's more enjoyable as long as you're communicating. Like, all right, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'll go, kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's fine. I agree. Um, the expectation that a member will pay for a guest round. Um, I think this is more of an American thing. I don't. Isn't it? So the one thing I would say is, if it's something where you're going to take, so imagine, imagine I was an um, if you took me to your course and yeah. then you would say twenty pounds at your course, and yeah. like, oh, I'll play in yours this month, Josh. Yeah. And then you're coming to me. Yeah. It's oh, it's twenty pounds. Yeah. I think yeah. You pay for it. I pay yeah. for it. Yeah. But but then if it's like, um, say for example, let's use an example of Roy Burkdale. Don't worry, I'll get you on. It's around on me. Um, I'll get you there. Oh yeah, by the way, mate, that's uh, fifty quid. Yeah, I know what you mean. Then there's there's there's. I think it depends on the way it's phrased. Yeah, I think that's a very American thing, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, I come would to say, my country club. I'll pay for everything. Yeah, I'd say get rid of it. Yeah. Um. Juniors being prevented from playing a cer- at certain times of the day. Get rid of it. 100%. It's not good. I've been there. It's not good for the game. I've been there, done it, got I a think, t-shirt. I think you need to of. have people <laughs> playing golf when they want to play golf. Like, I mean, I understand having ladies' day and lady, or ladies' the, the, morning, the, booking a tea sheet the out. The problem but... with the juniors is that people argue they don't pay as much. 
So why should they be able to play at prime time on a Saturday? That's what I'm. I'm only saying that's what people argue, and that's what they said about when I was there. They said, "Oh, oh, he's he's not single figures. He can't play." Okay, well now single figures, you can play. Oh, he's not in category one. He can't win. He win all the time because obviously junior, yeah. you, you progress quite quick. Yeah, got to category one. Oh no 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 no, can't win the majors. Can't win the majors. I'm like freaking out. Any more summoning blocks trying to play? Yeah, yeah. And I think that again, that's an issue that we spoke about with golf, in that it is notoriously like that I mean I've had my fair, fair share of issues at golf clubs and I think obviously you've had your say mm. the same um, I personally think if you want to play you should be able to play I don't see it I don't see why it's an issue because at the end of the day these guys that don't want this to happen are going to kill their golf club because if you don't want people playing and people then put off from playing then you're going to lose them as members they're going to quit the game of golf all of a sudden your golf club's going to die because you're going to run out of members yeah yeah at some point. I agree, I agree. Last one. Interesting debate this. It's not really a it's not really a uh, not a custom. A bit of over the year. But it's probably it, the opposite. You could probably word this one and say should never answer a phone on the golf course. Yeah. Is it okay to take a phone call on the golf course? Mm. Now, I, I'm torn on this. I'd say no. For two reasons. I'll give you my reasons first. I'm out on the golf course. I want to chill and it's my time away from phone i know obviously my job is online but let's just say if it wasn't yeah my time away um and number two like i don't really know because they don't put it on loud it wouldn't ring and people can put it on silent um no i'd say just just no i think you shouldn't answer the course see i i'm i'm torn i see that argument i think it is a good escape for people to play golf so why be on your phone um but equally Golf is notoriously popular with business people. Business people notoriously get phone calls. If you are in that situation and you walk away from the group and say, sorry, I need to take this, not a problem. As long as you're not in earshot, as long as it's not holding people up, I don't see an issue Yeah, but okay, it. so take a Manchester golf course. You're always going to be in earshot of somebody. If you walk into the trees you got the, and it's the adjacent fairway, yeah, but more—I mean, like more often than not—you can walk to the back of a tee box, and you're out. That like you can be out of the way. Yeah, I just think I know. I know what you're saying, and it's a good argument, and I can see it. Yeah, and that probably does happen most of the time now. But I'd say still no. Fair enough. Fair enough. You wouldn't do it if you're playing a game of footy, would you? Well, it's a bit different, isn't it? It's not. Of course it is, because why would you have your phone in your pocket when you're running around playing football? You're walking around the golf course. Okay, would you answer your phone when you're fishing? No, because you're be quiet. Don't, don't go put, fishing. Though. Don't put off the fish. <laughs> don't put off the fish from biting your bait. Would you answer your phone if you're playing snooker? No, because it's meant to be a quiet space in a tournament conditions. Would you answer your phone playing lacrosse? No, because you're getting slapped about the stick. <laughs> would you break. Would you answer your phone playing darts? Maybe because you're in a pub. Uh, well, you can be in a pub playing snooker. Yeah, but I'm talking... Yeah, okay. Snooker club then. Dart club. No, is my answer to that question. There you go. Right, we're going to go on to set up, but before we do, we need to remind you yes. that this is a good, always a good place to put us in when we talk Definitely, about tech. Definitely, because Tech Talk is a big part of this pod. It is, and this pod is brought to you by Scottsdale Golf. Now, if you want to get fitted, same day, and by the way, guys, um, you're getting very close to, obviously, we've been seeing everything being teased with Paradigm, new with Aerojet, new with the new Style 2. It's all yes. being teased, but you can't actually purchase it yet. Yes. Um, you can go and get fitted at Scottsdale Golf um, now, but then obviously can't collect. 
Yep, it's time to go and get fitted. Get all that Sim 2 gear out of your bag. Get all the new Stealth 2 gear if you've missed a year out. Get your new black bag from your blue and white bag. Go and get it done. www.scottsdalegolf.co.uk That sounded so American. It's funny because other people do. Pop down a Johnny store. If the person's listening to this that I'm talking about, they know who they are. They've got everything Sim 2. They've got the bag. Yeah. And they've missed Stealth out. They're going to get Stealth 2. They don't know it yet, but they will. And just to clarify, if you're American listeners, this is not Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> Someone actually messaged me about this. Oh, really? Oh, is, is this Scottsdale... Um, is that in Arizona? No, no, no. It's in Sale, Manchester. Or <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lim. Or Lim. So, um, to answer the question, no. But, okay, Josh, time for Tech Talk. Okay, so, Alex, you sent me a really interesting article. Today. Today, yes. Um, about some new irons. Yeah. So, essentially, these have been leaked. We don't know much about them. Do we know when they're coming out? 2023. Oh, right that's now. all we know. But Kirkland Golf, Costco. Now, we've seen Costco do the Kirkland Golf Ball. Yep. Performs pretty well for yep. the price. A fraction of the price of a Pro V. We've seen their glove. Now, there's actually a lot of people... I've been seeing this more and more, actually. A lot of people have been using their leather glove. Yes. And I think from those two products themselves, they're good. Yeah, 100%. They're an affordable option. They are good yeah, we've also had the putter. Yeah. Which again is um they're just a bog standard I want to say mallet putter. Yeah. Um so I mean, yes, there's tech in them, but it's a market, isn't it? Exactly. There's a market for it. It's good quality and it's affordable. Now That's... this is really interesting though. So twenty twenty three, this has been leaked. Now there's been a few pictures of them as well, but they have leaked their new Kirkland irons. Now, at first look, I thought these looked like blades, and I'm thinking, why on earth? Are they bringing blades Why out? are they bringing blades <laughs> out? But essentially, what's happened is the USGA have put these irons on the conforming list right. for 2023, which basically means every time you buy a golf club, no matter um, if it's from TaylorMade, Cobra, Callaway, Ping, wherever it is, it has to conform to a set of rules, whether that be certain grooves on your irons, yep. certain grooves on your wedges, head size on your putter, length of the back area, how fast the ball comes off the face. It yeah. has to sit to a set of rules. Now, Kirkland, I've posted the pitch of this iron, and in traditional fashion, it's like, it looks like a blade. Yep. But the first thing I thought was, it's a P790, that. Yep. Yep. It <laughs> it's literally exactly the first thing that came in my head. Yep. Now, at first glance, you don't actually notice this, but there is a little dot just above the four. Now, okay. if you look at my irons, so my Forge Tech irons, yes. they're hollow-headed, yes, and they have that little dot at the top. Now, that basically allows them to inject some sort of magic mist inside <laughs> that makes them extra hot and very forgiving. Yes. Basically, like a bit more of a spongy forgiveness effect. Yeah. Now, you can sort whether it's... A, I don't know if it's the camera, um, but or what it is, but there's essentially a little bit of a dot on the top. So I'm thinking, like, first thing I thought, Blade. Next thing I thought... They're bringing out something to rival the P79, yeah. the Cobra Forge Tech. Basically, yeah. the new modern hollow-headed iron. And interestingly, if that is what they're doing, what a brilliant idea. Yeah, 100%. Because two reasons. Again, they're expanding their range in golf. It's mad. Like you, I didn't realize how much you can get at Costco. Exactly, exactly. So... They're, they're bringing out more and more stuff. Obviously, next after that, it'll be the driver. Of course, it will. You can get yourself a full Kirkland set. 
I, I mean, I may stand no. credits on that whether they've already brought one out. I don't well, know. They have, but this is you can get in a full package set. Right, okay. But I definitely think you're right. I'm going to rephrase it slightly since I think in the end they will be bringing out something to rival an Aerojet, something to rival uh, premium. premium. Yes. Right, okay. Because yes. I, de- I think even though these are Costco, they're Kirkland, I definitely think they're aimed at a golfer who wants to really get into golf, wants yeah. a. a premium performing iron but a cheap price so yeah. these if you think about it okay if you're gonna buy a set of p790s you won't get any change out of thousand pounds or maybe fifteen hundred dollars for eight irons yeah over a hundred pounds an iron or hundred dollars yeah. an iron these for eight irons four to pitching wedge will be around four hundred and fifty dollars 450 pounds basically which is 55 pounds ridiculous which is ridiculous for a set of irons and i, I mean even if if you're not looking at the the that range that forge check that p790 if you're looking at the what was the ltdx um range what was before that the rad speed um i don't actually know the t- uh, the stealth yeah um and the sim before them that's gonna rival them yeah. never mind because they're obviously the cheaper range never mind rivaling the p790 the um and the the forge tech iron so Good move, in my opinion. Yeah, from and, like, and they look clean. Like they, oh. they, like if you didn't know that they were from Costco and a cheaper version, you'd say they look like a premium. Of course they do. Forgiving, playable players. I am. Yes. Now I've got a question for you. Can a company that puts an iron up at a fraction of the cost be as good? I think. What well, as in like the product be as yeah, good? Yeah, be the product be as good. I mean, I don't see why not. I do see some issues with it from, um, well, it's not issues, but they're going to be marketed at certain people. I don't think, for example, if, let's say, you were looking at a new set of irons, mm. regardless, if you were just a, an amateur golfer that played off plus one, plus two, zero, whatever you want to play off scratch, okay? Um, if you were looking at a set of irons, they aren't, they aren't for you. Yeah, but why? Because look at them there, right? Look at them. I've got a reason why. Let me. Okay, but look, tungsten. They look smart. They yep. look great. They're hollow headed iron. So on paper, yep. they do everything that a P790 does or yep. a Cobra Forge Tech iron does. Well, we're speculating here, by the way. We don't actually know this for a fact no. if they're hollow headed. But let's say they are. Yes. The reason why is because they're going to be an off the shelf iron. In my, I think. As far as I'm aware, I can't so see the Cobra. the fitting side of things. Yeah, I can't see. Um, not Cobra, Kirkland. Either setting up fitting centers in Costco, (laughs) (laughs) unless they're going to put them into other retailers, Mm. which will be interesting to see. But they haven't done that before now. So that's why I think it's not going to be aimed at that kind of golfer because that kind of golfer needs to have the right shaft. They need to make sure that their numbers are right and things like that. To basically get, get fitted. Basically. Exactly. Whereas if you're going to, yeah, they might do a stiff shaft option. They might do a regular shaft op- option. I think at that level of golf, you're going to get fitted for reasons. You need the figures. You need the numbers. However, I'd say this is going to be really good for players maybe let's say over single figures and above 15 maybe and upwards that you at the start of covid basically exactly. when, you're, when you're just getting back into it testing the water what yeah. a good looking set of irons not ready to commit to getting fitted and then now you go and get fitted exactly and i think once you it, it's it's almost like a gateway club in yeah. my opinion i think it's almost a club that you can say i'm going to try these out 
see how I like them. Okay, yeah, they've got a regular shaft. I might need a stiff shaft, but if I like this kind of club, I'm going to play with them for a couple of years and then I'll get fitted, like you said. 100%. And the final point on this, the reason how I think they make it cheaper is, obviously, I think they go with same slash similar tech in the head, yep. similar materials, but they get cheaper grips. Yep. And they get cheaper shaft options. Yeah. So, for example, it might not be like a dynamic gold. It might not be um, an S taper Project X. It might not be a KBS shaft. It will be a cheaper alternative to cut costs in other areas while still giving like a good performance. But I think Josh hit the nail on the head there. This is going to be an iron that is aimed at like a gateway club where you can access what a good looking player's iron is, but yeah. a fraction of the cost. Yes, you might not be able to get fitted for it, but obviously. This is all speculation. It is. It is. I'm actually excited to see these, and hopefully we can get our hands on one. Well, as them. soon as we can find out when these are out, we'll do a little bit more research. We'll bring you a full video here reviewing the clubs on Bat9 Film. So make sure you do subscribe um, to the channel because we're going to be bringing you that. But definitely an exciting move for Costco. Right. Now is time for Tip of the Week, our last section, where our resident golf pro brings you a tip to help you improve your game. Josh, take it away. I will. Um, <laughs> so, we want to talk hitting driver off the deck because if you've not seen it on Alex's story, um, I gave a perfect example of how to hit driver off the deck. Mm -hmm. It's the first time I've ever done it. I don't know how I did it, but we'll post the video again. I'll post it on how to ruin a good walk because it's pure. Um, so, go and check out on Instagram. But Alex, I think this is a... A shot that isn't used very often. I think people don't really have to use it. Don't but, attempt this at home. But what situation would you use this in and what is the technique? I mean, I just tried to hit it as if it was like a three-wood, um, so I'm hitting down a little bit more. The only situation I'd use it in, I should have never used it. No, I wouldn't. But you see pros do it, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it's when they can't get up in two with, it, with, it, with basically a three-wood. Yeah. But I don't honestly think it goes that much further. No. But yeah, okay. The only option with it would be from the fairway, like a peachy lie. Like you tend to see pros use it when they do placing. Yeah. Because then they can like sort of tee it up. Tee it up with it. Um, but how you do it is you've got to think driver mostly you want to hit up. Yeah. You've got to hit down a little bit. You've yes. got to be creating a lot more spin because that club's coming in with a lot less loft. If you try and scoop at it, you'll just top the hell off it. So I always think about imagine you're like you're trying to shave the top layer of grass off as you're contacting the ball. That's what I aim to do. Yeah, that and that's exactly what I move did the ball back video. slightly as well. Yeah, I mean. None of this went through my head. What was going through my head when I did that video is, is throw me under the bus here. You know what? Yeah, 100%. That's what I, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> but the thing was with it, your look, your, your look of surprise on your face gave it away. Like, oh my God, I've actually just done that. <laughs> but I got a worldly camera work for me because I actually recorded the whole ball flight all the way. Yes, you did. It was an amazing shot, mate. To be fair, well done. And we'll put, the, we'll put that video up, like I said, it'll be on our Instagram on Wednesday when this goes out. And I'll put it on my Twitter as well. Yeah, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll put a... Uh, a little teaser up of this bit in the pod. So if you've already seen it, well done. If you've not seen it, go and have a look. Fair play, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week.